Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongakadu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of June 3rd, 2022. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Luna. Hello, everyone. Ginky. Oh, Ginkies indeed. And Gray. What's happening, dudes? It's been a while. Osashi <laughs> booty. It has been a while. I have missed you guys so much. I miss doing this. It's good to have you back. Yeah. It's it's great to be back. It it really has. Uh, the past few months have been rough to say the the least. I, we've had uh some work uh some my my job has just been killing me and then I I, I had a personal tragedy uh about a month ago so it's, it's just been rough my time away from here and uh, it's really good to be back and talking about something that i love and you know I, for a while there it was really hard to listen to any music whatsoever just uh, with my job because uh where when i'm in like food lines and stuff like i can only listen to, like one ear Oh, in you know one ear at a time and they're playing music and then I have music in one ear music in the other ear and it just like it just becomes noise and stuff so it's just been, it's been really hard on me to listen to you know Japanese music lately uh, but uh, I've been making some headways been making some some discoveries uh, with uh, some certain things and so I've been able to listen to a lot more within the past week thankfully and uh it's it's nice to be back it's nice to be back talking about uh some some great tunes and i i've learned uh my hot takes have not changed not one bit so i'm really eager <laughs> to uh unleash my my bad takes on you guys it'll be fun uh no don't worry the artists that we knew that you wouldn't like already passed like a month ago so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. with that how, what you've been listening to? I've been fairly eager to know about this. Uh, well, uh, so I haven't been listening to like too too much. So I, I've been trying to listen to a little bit, but it's mostly been you know stuff that I was listening to right when I left the show, pretty much. So like uh, you know up and down from Generations from Exile Tribe, I listened to a lot of that, especially in like March. Like that was like my like the only thing I listened to. Uh, but lately, I've been really going back and listening to Ivy. And uh, I've been listening to uh, other boy, I like Ivy. What have I been listening to? I should have looked it up and had a list prepared, but I didn't do that. It's it's not it's not like I changed how I do this show for the past, you know. I know. Three months I know. It, just, it didn't dawn on me. It just didn't dawn on me to do this beforehand. Uh, I was listening to Gang Parades. Uh, Paradise goes on single yes, i was yes. listening to that the other day which is fantastic i, lo- I love that single to death uh, i remember the, we didn't like it <laughs> oh god i i loved it i i love that one to death uh uh the latest uh, bish songs really good too uh gomenne is really good yeah the the bish songs have been really solid i remember us liking that i think mostly because they're on their goodbye tour so the fact that they're doing that they're just letting rip of what they have now <laughs> Yeah, that, that makes some sense and stuff. And the thing that I, I don't know, me personally, I really liked about Gamenne is it kind of sounded like old Bish. You know, like if you 
listen to their original album. Like this is a song. Like honestly, I felt like would fit on that one just perfectly. But mm. uh, yeah, no, I, I really liked Gamene. Uh, I've also been really enjoying the opening theme for Avataro Sentai Don Brothers. So yeah, I've been I've been listening to that thing too. But like, for what? nothing. T- Avatar Avataro Sentai Don Brothers. For what? For what do you mean for what? Oh, you mean for Sentai? Yes. I I don't keep up, man. That's like you saying uh, random yeah, yeah. anime. <laughs> you gotta no, say it no, for no, people no. that don't know what's going on in the room here. The, the, the current season of Super Sentai is Avataro Sentai Don Brothers, and, and they have a pretty interesting opening i'll just put it that way it's oh it's, its right. own thing it's, but it's i mean good. it's just them probably saying their own damn name again oh very innovative i i mean the opening uh the opening moment is them going don 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 brothers don 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 yeah i mean it sounds like that yeah it, it, but it's 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 gotta say i i did i, I did get caught up earlier today because i was i was way behind but uh, it's a wild season. If you like Jetman, you might like this. I mean, what's his name got got quote unquote killed? So yeah, yeah, the yeah, the well, I I was telling I was telling my wife like some of the things that that they're setting up for uh, Don Brothers, and it's it's a lot of inner team drama that I, I'm actually really enjoying, like really good character drama, mm. although not. Uh. They're I don't know about thirteen. That. They're thirteen <laughs> episodes in, and they like there's they still don't know who the Black Ranger is, and they're getting ready to introduce the Sixth Ranger, but they don't know who the Black Ranger is. So it's just like, oh well, it's it's a weird series, but I, I'm enjoying it. But enough about me. Way, what have you guys been listening to? Oh, go on. I want I wanted to go into this just a tad bit more because do you know what this? So do you know what the the whole arc of this season is based upon though? No, I, I don't. You don't understand that this is part of the Peach Momotaro? Uh, so, I haven't looked into it. I know there's some legend about Momotaro. So, I the, reason, the reason why they did this and why randomly Deno showed up is because of the Momotaro name. <laughs> all, their, all the... Uh, Sentai, all the other rangers in it are based off of people that are in the Momotaro legend. Oh, okay. So you yeah. have like an Oni or a Tiger and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because I know the. Yeah, I remember Deno was heavily inspired by that as well and stuff, but I've. I'm. A terrible person. I've never actually looked into the the legend of Momotaro. So yeah, if if you've known about it, then you know the kind of arc that is going to happen, pretty much, and that the fact that the Six Ranger is based off of Sung Wukong is very interesting as well. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting. I haven't looked too much into the Six Ranger because. I told my friend, friend, I was like, I was kind of miffed because they they finally revealed Revice's final form. I was really hyped about that, and then the next day they're like, oh yeah, here's the sixth ranger, and just sucked up all the common writer oxygen. So I was like, 
there. I mean, that's not really e uh, difficult to do with how Revice is, but that's just another whole talk entirely. I'm sorry, Luna. We've been distracting you yes. long enough. What you been listening to <laughs> as of late? Um, I honestly haven't changed that much. Um, <laughs> last week, Ken, you know that. It's just been an insane week. I did discover Emmy Maria released a new single, and that made me super happy. It's called Mosh Mosh, and yeah. it's really freaking good and i feel like she's back in her element and that's one of the things i love about her it has that soulfulness to it and she's one of those artists that i just absolutely love her voice she just has this perfect powerful and soulful voice so that's been a pleasant surprise this week also been listening back to our mc muna because she had a track featuring yonki called soleil and it's pretty much like a redo of one Soleil she released last year and mm. that has been also amazing I went back listened to her Himitsu single that she also had released um, in April and then I realized that Casper from Sick Chicks released a new EP I kind of forget about her until she pops up on my list same with Lipstorm and it's been interesting I I like Casper. I don't know if this is this is definitely not my favorite EP by her, but I'm glad to see something new. It's called Touch Two. It's mm. very interesting. I love her rap, but I could do without the auto tuning. Um, also, is she, I, is she a a friendly person? Casper, I don't know. Mm, she seems like she'd be a friendly ghost. <laughs> <laughs> So, I also finally, fully dived into May J's Silver Lining album. So, I listened oh, I to... Oh, say her... Is that her anniversary album? No. That is her W Best 2. Okay. That's her uh, anniversary but... album. The Silver mm -hmm. Lining came out in December. So, mm -hmm. it wasn't like, you know, a best album, but it was a new studio album. I mean, in a way, it's kind of like an anniversary album, but it isn't. I, I was going to say, I probably dovetailed her, her... I mean, the thing is, when I say um, her anniversary album, I don't consider a best of including in that. Okay. So, probably just, just her celebrating her years. I mean, that in, encompass would be a best of, but I don't consider this... I would say that this would be her her anniversary album oh my god silver lining no it, it's a full studio album yes she did have big songs mm. leading up to it because she did celebrate the whole year by releasing songs like can't breathe drama queen yep. rebellious yep. so these oh, tracks rebellious are, are so good oh my god yes and actually silver lining i loved it so i didn't really fully listen to it until recently and the track unwanted is in full English and the lyrics are really meaningful and and I feel like this whole album the lyrics are so entwined emotionally and it really does mm. get to you and that mm. is one of the things I loved it feels very personal and mm -hmm. I also like the vibe she took because the compositions are completely different than she's ever done and you can tell that in Rebellious, but when you hear songs like Can't Breathe, I got Stranger Things vibes. If you watch Stranger Things and you hear that opening, that's what Can't Breathe sounds like at the <laughs> beginning. I'm not kidding. I couldn't put my finger on it until I'm like, oh my god, this is like silver, this is like Stranger Things type, you know, compositions like 80s type of chill vibe. So I really got down with that. And like Can't Breathe, Love and Hate flowed perfectly together. 
I liked her little interlude she did. I actually really enjoyed Psycho featuring Yayoi Diamond. I mean, I love Yayoi no matter what. But it was interesting seeing Meiji do a track with her. And I thought they did a great collaboration. The only song that does not feel like it fits is Flowers. It is very poppy. And I was kind of taken aback. I know it's a bonus track, but I'm like, this doesn't fit with the, the type of the theme of this album. But I do recommend Silver Lining. And it feels like for, to me, Meiji brought something very unique. And I, I, I honestly would go back to her and I'd step back for a while. I'd go back, step back. And it's been a while since I really dived back in. And hearing mm. Silver Lining after listening to a lot of her early stuff, which I've been listening to lately, was a nice, refreshing feel. And I hope she continues to do something like this and step out of her comfort zone more. Um, so I love that. And then I also went back to happiness, like kind of like I talked about last week. And I discovered a new artist. For some reason she popped up on my li- my my uh, new release list. And it was uh, Namua Morimoto. And I was listening to her last Darkness album, which is very good. It's, I don't even really know how to describe the vibe. It's like an R&B soul, but it's more soulful and her voice is a little bit deeper, but I really like it. I highly recommend uh, the song Check For Me. And I also really liked uh, Watashi Nante Nai. So, but yeah, that's what I've been listening to. What about you, Ken? What have you been listening to lately? So I've been listening to a whole huge podge of things. I kind of built off of what I was listening to last week. So I was listening to her again by Foy, which is really, really good. Or her her album, at least, with nobody else and boyfriend included. I was also listening a little bit to Inglorious Eastern Cowboy by Ali, which is a phenomenal EP. Found Blue is an amazing track. If you guys have a chance, go listen to that. Um, once again, You Are Beautiful by Bime has absolutely been fantastic. Like, Hikari's vocals out of, out of this world. I absolutely love it. Uh, Shirori o Hazushite by The She's Gone. Absolutely fantastic. I've been really happy that The She's Gone has been kind of keeping together after the loss of their basis. So, you know, I'm happy that they continued on. I was listening to Hope Again by Hirai Dai from his Hope slash Wish album, which is always really good as well. I was also listening to Sanagi by Neo Tokyo Metro. His vocals and composition work is out of this world. I would highly recommend you guys go and listen to them. Also, go listen to the album Scent. I would highly recommend that for you, Luna, because Scent by Bupan Zin and uh, Kojoe. It's absolutely fantastic. I really liked SOS. However, Good Die Young is also really good as well. As long as Come To Me. Come To Me is actually more Kajoe style. So I know you're personally like Kajoe. So. I do. I do. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, so there. I believe this is a collaborative album. So all of it just really meshes well with everything that they've done. So if you really like good all... Sl- I, I know this is going to be sound boring to you, Greg, but slow, slow, mellow compositions with really smooth, smoky vocals. Really, really damn good. And then also, 
lastly that I've been listening to is actually Showmore's Jazz as Attitude Volume 2, the Garland single. One millimeter as a jazz version is so, so good. It's actually more like jazz swing, so I think you would really, really like them, Gray. That sounds cool. I'd be up for some jazz swing. And I know how (laughs) the original one millimeter didn't really (laughs) akin to you, but I think you would like this version so much more. Yeah, I'll check it out. Uh, send it to me post-show. I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, their jazz attitude groups of singles have been absolutely fantastic and have been really appreciated of it because it sounds like lounge jazz. So, Ooh, I love lounge jazz. I love lounge jazz. So you got me there. <laughs> but yeah, with that, I know this is kind of a little bit of a rush show, but it's kind of good to have everyone here. And honestly, we since how we're recording this time around, we're actually recording on Thursdays now. How we usually do the Oricon is we do the combined total for the costs of physical and digital and streaming. However, at the time of when we record, the digital part of that record keeping is not yet released it probably gets released right either when we're doing the show or after the show but so we had to shift to physical singles this time around and oh boy physical singles is kind of refreshing to go back to because of the fact that we don't run into the same damn song half the time as much as i love as much as I love to say, once again, we are listening to Butter by BTS, but this time it's the Permission to Dance version. I like to have a little bit of variety and plus a little bit of challenge to see how the music industry from Japan did change from here. Because for the most part, we were able to find every single single on the Oricon physically from the physical charts. If you were to ask me that when we did this, it was darn near impossible to find half of the songs. Legal, yeah, it I really say. does show like how <laughs> far it's come. Like, like I thought it was, I thought it was mystifying too when I was listening to it. I was like, man, all this is on Apple Music. Like, I remember when we started. Like, sometimes it was like going into the weeds to find some of these tracks. And I remember there were several times where uh, we would have to go on the show and be like, man, we couldn't find this at all. Like, like, you know, if it's out there and you listen to it, we hope you like it. But like, like we're having a hard time finding it ourselves. So man, it's crazy. But yeah, with that, I mean, this time we have literally nine new songs to talk about. So unfortunately, as much as I would love to have a topic and I know we'll keep wrapping around this, let's kind of just head into the Oricon this week. Full head of steam here with number 10, Walking in My Lane by Millet. Now, I'll preference this. I've listened to this actually a couple weeks ago because it was out digitally originally. And now this is the physical release of it. I know how you probably feel about this, Luna. So I want to hear your your take about Walking in My Lane for this. So, great. So go right ahead. Yeah, no, walking in my lane is really interesting. I, I thought I didn't think this was a bad track, but I, I know I have a complicated history with Millet. On one hand, I, I kind of like her. I think she's a powerful vocalist, but I, I, like her compositions usually fall short, and I'm just, I'm just like 
she's an artist I want to like a little bit more than what I do. I, I thought this track was okay. I did not like how the song opens at all, Walking in My Lane. I just, like, the first five, seven seconds of the song, I would change. I would have the song begin differently because it kind of starts with her singing a cappella and then the track kicks off. But it doesn't, mm. I don't, it's like, to me personally, it just doesn't sound like she has a really good a cappella voice. And so it just, to me, it sounds really weird. And, but when the music kicks off and the, the actual composition comes in, I think she does a pretty competent job. So I thought this was okay. I, this did not really make me like the biggest Millet fan. I didn't add it to my music library, but I thought it was pretty solid for what it was. What about you, Luna? So I enjoyed it. I mean, but then again, Kendra, you know how I feel about Millet. It, I will say it's definitely not my favorite song by her. I do think the B-side, Love When I Cry, is a more solid track than Walking In My Lane. But I think Walking In My Lane has a catchy feel to it. I like the lyrics in it. I Gray, I do see what you mean about the composition a little bit. I mean, I do hear music at the beginning, but it's very light. So it's, you know, like you said, more concentrating on her vocals, kind of acapella, which... I I honestly think she's great at acapella, but I think it's just how she sings that opening is a little jarring for some people who aren't used to her style. Uh, but I I mean I thought it was a solid single as a whole. I I greatly enjoyed it, but you ask it is it my favorite single she's released? By far no. I did buy it though. I got my physical copy in yesterday, so I'm very excited because it came with a Blu-ray of her tour so Ken what did you think of Walking in My Lane so for me you know I have my my own ideas and opinions about Millet she's absolutely a phenomenal vocalist and like I said I think it is what you just said Luna where if you weren't expecting her to just start off singing like that it's a little bit jarring and then might catch you off guard Uh, but for me personally I think she's a very very powerful vocalist just stuck in the same style that she's always been i've for me personally i've only heard one or two different songs that really change how she sung in my opinion with everything else kind of sounding fairly similar to what she's released and no i I just no, I do. No. So, no, I do know what you mean. I mean, she is one of those singers who does walk in her own lane, like the track. She yeah. does have a very similar style in all the music she does. And you can hear that, especially vocally, how she sings it. That's why Walking in My Lane does feel like you know it's Millet because you listen to her, you automatically know this is her style. I do enjoy that style. Do I want her to break out of it? Oh my god, yes, I'd love it. I like when she does go out of her lane because it shows her versatility. You know, so, but do I still like this track walking in my lane? Yes. But is it Millet? Yes. Is it what do you expect from Millet? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I personally, for me, it's just like, I know she could do better, but I also think be, it's because she's with Sony. They know it it sells. It knows it sells. So her trying to experiment what she knows. Like, honestly, I want her to 
try and go out there, but I know because of the fact that she's involved with Sony, Sony might have some way of controlling of what she does, and that's unfortunate. But, regardless, this week, Walking in My Lane sold a wonderful 7,357 copies here. And going up to number nine here, it is Sekai Nishihara Shokai no Sekai Part Two Gaku, featuring Crazy Kenban by Rhymster. Now, I think this is the first time we've actually had Rhymster on the Oricon since our. Since we've done this podcast, I could be wrong, but to my recollection, I think this is the first time we've seen them. I honestly uh, think no, so, too. I, I was going to say, like, I know my, my memory is probably the worst of the three of us, so what I have to say here probably doesn't mean a whole lot, but I have <laughs> no memory of ever coming Rockstar, so so as far as I know, this is our first time. But that doesn't mean that they are like not a critical part of the industry because they've been in it for a while. So both me and Luna know particularly about Rhymster and Crazy Kenban for that matter. I mean, I've known Crazy Kenban since high school. So that's over 10 years at this point. So, But what did we think about this lovely track? Let's start with you, Luna. So I liked it. I, I love Rhymster. And I, it's not my favorite song by them, but you know what I liked about it? That it was fresh and it was fun. And I think Crazy Kenban plays a big role in that because of the type of music they do. And I think them and Rhymster with the collaboration make for a solid track, to be honest. And I'm a big fan of Mummy D, so hearing Mummy D back again you know hearing rhymester as a whole back again is pretty dang amazing to be honest and you know i go back to their older stuff quite a bit but i always forget how long they've been in the industry and not to mention on that i i kind of forget that they still do current music so it's a great refresher for us people who've been listening to Japanese music in a while to get oh my god they're still doing music this is awesome and they can they're still bringing it and bringing something solid fresh and that still points out hey we're we're here we're rhymester we're still doing the same old beats but bringing something new and it brings in new fans as well who might not be familiar with them and I like that and I am so happy they're on the charts because I mean I I'm trying to think the last time they released something and it had to have been 2015 for a studio album, maybe, maybe. Mm. I don't know, but it's been a while. And that's like album wise, not singles, but I'm just glad to see him on here. It was 2017. 2017. I was close. And that's been almost five years. Yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) I'm just glad to see him up and doing it and this song it has a nice fresh feel to it it you know combines like hip-hop with i i don't want i want to say like swing slash reggae it's a good mixture and that's what i like when they they they're very good about mixing their genres and making it blend 
What What about you, Gray? Because I know this is a introduction to Rhymester and Crazy Kimban for that matter. For you. Yeah. Yeah, I have. I have really wasn't familiar with uh, uh, either one of these guys, uh, and I, 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 I don't want to s- go out and talk mostly about Rhymester or Crazy Kimban because I don't really know what one sounds without like the other. Because this is really like my first time hearing both, and but I will say Sekai Nishihara Shokai no Sekai Part Two is a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed this track. It was really good. I, I'm i on the verge of adding it to my library. Uh, I've not quite pulled the trigger on it, but I, I really enjoyed this track. I thought it was different. I thought it was unique. It had a really unique style to it. And it was pretty catchy. I, I, I had a lot of fun with this and it really had like good flow and rhythm, which is really important when you're doing hip hop. So I, I really liked this overall, and I, I had a lot of fun with it. So I, I, I'm very interested to hear part one, if part one exists. But uh, the, overall, this was really good, and it was a lot of fun. And I'm really glad this was on the charts, too, because uh, I may never have ever heard of Rhymester had, had you know, it not charted, and we, we'd be doing it this way. So I, I really, really glad that they that, that this is on here and stuff. And I'm always looking for more hip hop artists to listen to and, and some some rap stuff. And this is more in my lane, more in, in the style that I like. So uh, you know, this might be someone that I can really pick up and listen to and enjoy. So I, like I, said, I haven't really gone back into them yet. But uh, on just this particular song, I thought it was really strong, and I had a lot of fun with it. I think you would really like Rhymester, mostly to the fact that, you know, they kind of do kind of more... I, I don't want to put them in a box, but it, it's it's very interesting for them because they they do the more uppity style of of rap and R&B and I think you would like them particularly very much well. I mean, their latest hit which was Forever People is kind of a rip of old style music and just how, you know, they the joke the, the joke is they're old because they they debuted back in 98. So, <laughs> actually yeah, 1989. I was, uh, I, I was yeah, I'm looking at their uh their disc, their album discography on Apple Music, and I mean they have their album from 1993 on here. Like, wow, it's crazy. Yeah, so crazy they, they've, they've been, been in it that long. They've been in it for a long time, and they've been a huge hallmark of the industry. So it's kind of good that we get to do the physicals sometimes. Like I said, we'll get to see artists that we don't really get to see with the digital because of just how the digital charts are because we'll we'll see the same thing over and over again but so but crazy Kim Baden really brings that energy of his vocal range to it and he hasn't really changed the beat since I've first listened to him way back in Enflo Love's era so personally I really thought that that this track was amazing overall it really helped the energy and it's kind of what we kind of needed right now it does get kind of talky with certain parts of the song and i i thought you would have dinged it because of that (laughs) but 
usually yes, but it, it's been it's been a while since I've kind of heard something in that style, <laughs> and, yeah. and and just to hear something in that style to me was like really refreshing. And and, and I think and also so I just I just depend- really enjoyed it. I- I also really de- think it depends on what style of music it needs to be because I think the talky style really works for R&B rap compared to pop and idol, <laughs> usually. Completely agree. Completely agree with that because it's it, it's just, it, it fits the, the, the music a lot better. Yeah. So or it just it, it doesn't really seem works. out of the ordinary if they were doing a more yeah. talky style of lyric yeah. tone. Well, because also you know when you when you when you're in when you're doing like a pop track and and you know they they bring everything to a halt and, and they start talking, it really messes with the rhythm of the song. Mm, mm-hmm. But when it's rap, like like it it's rap is close enough to regular speech. That if mm. you break rap and start talking, it's not nearly as jarring as yeah. if like you're singing and then all of a sudden you're talking and then you go back to singing. So it, it does fit a lot better. I do agree with your statement there. Yeah. But overall, you know, Sekai Nishihara Shokai no Sekai Part 2 Gaku sold really well, you know, overall. You know, 7,727 copies here. And going on up to number 8, it is M87 by Inez Kenshi. And, you know, I know our takes about this, Luna. But this is going to be the first time that you got across it, Gray. And I was wondering how you would like this. Because this initial track... It, it, this is the third time it shows up on our episodes. We, we've done it twice digitally, and now this is the the time physically. And this will probably be the last time we'll see it unless it shows up again physically, but I, I'm, I'm highly doubting that. So if you never know before, we talked about it in the episode priors. Um, so this is the ending theme song for Shane Ultraman, which really was already in theaters last month. So, which explains the reason why there's giant Ultraman on the cover. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, when, when I when I saw the album cover, I immediately assumed it was for Shin Ultraman, which, no, which is a, a movie I, another, I really want to see. Another, well, we're, we we don't even know if we're gonna get it. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I I still want to see Shin Godzilla because all the Shin movies are supposed to be taking place in the same universe and and lord Which knows is, i'm going to be watching shin kamen Rider, so but I want it's to impossible see it. it's impo- it's impossible for that to happen because evangelion takes place in that timeline and that that's a whole nother lovely mess <laughs> it, it is a mess it, it it's it's a total mess but the shin uh, live action stuff you mean <laughs> yeah the shin live action stuff i, I should have clarified because I, I forgot the the rebuilds are also called the shins. I, I I did forget that, but yes. I mean the whole the whole uh, Tokusatsu thing right now is the Shin era, which is celebrating everything that uh, he's touched as of late. So, yeah. so you got to be. And uh, honestly, I don't. Well, this is another thing about this. I don't know if we're gonna get this movie. I don't know even even if we're gonna get Common Rider legally. Um, anyway, because of yeah. The fact of, just how properties work. We might get Ultraman, 
but we might not also get Ultraman. Yeah. <laughs> as much as it would really pain us not to get it, but, you know, it's a possibility I, that we might not get it. Yeah, I, w- I would love Shell Factory to pick them up and suck, because Shell Factory usually does a good job with these releases, but... Uh, now, I will, I will say, uh, Ultraman, if we're going to get one, you know, if it's Ultraman or Kamen Rider, I, I think it's actually a higher probability that we'll get Ultraman, I mean, we'll, because Ultraman we'll get Ultraman on Crunchyroll. Not, like, well, not, can... even th- not even that. I mean, if you look, uh, if I'm, I'm forgetting, who's who's the company that you subscribe to, Luna? The... High Dive? High Dive? Yeah, they're 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 their, well. Originally, they were the original streamers to bring over Sobria, if I'm remembering that correctly. But that they're the reason why that we got all the other series again. Oh yeah, all they the older series. actually ha- used to get a lot of live action items, like a lot of the Tokusatsu stuff that no one else got. So I feel like they were a good way to pave it. They also had all those Godzilla movies at one time. But the thing is, with um, with that, I don't know if High Dive still has their licensings with with Ultraman. We have all their old stuff, but I think we have one of the new seasons. For, I think we have Ginga. I think that. I think yeah, and I don't Ginga. know because I thought Shouter Scream Factory might have had some licenses too. So I, I have to actually go into a Best Buy and pick it up. Pick up a day CD or yeah. the, their Blu-rays to kind of check that. But we are most likely going to get Ultraman Common Rider is a little bit much more of a yeah. Common uh, Rider is uh, way more of a long shot, which saddens me because that's the one I'm. That, that's the one I'm way more hyped for. Really, is, is I, the Common Rider I have, one? But I have thoughts about that, but we can talk about that at a later time. Yeah, we can. Uh, but regardless, it. what did you think about the song? Going yes. back to the to the chart here. Uh, yeah, so M87, I, I really liked it. I, I think this is a really good track. Uh, again, and I, I've always... Like, when you sit Kenshi Yunezu down and focus him, I, I tend to like his work. It's when, you know, he's, like, off doing well, his thing. Well, that's not, not, not so much focus. Give him a theme. Not- yeah. Not, not, well, not well, that he has ADHD or anything like that. No, 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 no. It's, it's, well, meaning meaning just, he's if such, he has he's, a, a He's such a creative. He, he's such yeah. a creative that, you know, sometimes I think that he loses track where uh, the line is. And, and for, I know for you, you guys that you really like that, but I, I want him to stay I mean, in that line because I, mean, I, I think I, he it's works It's not so better. much, not, not so much that we don't, we like it or anything i think it's a little bit more innovative because otherwise you kind of just sound sound samey i mean for artists that that's the whole thing for for me anyway yeah no no i don't i don't mind him doing what he does (laughs) yeah but yeah it's definitely like i could tell i could tell like when when i was listening i was like man this really feels like you know (laughs) The, the, the record label's like, hey, man, we, we want you on, on this. Uh, but, you know, he does a good job with it. I think it's a really great song. It is, does really good. And I think it does really capture, you know, space and, and that theme of space really well. It, it's definitely a good song. And I, I it feels like it would be good for a 
ending theme of a movie so and the fact that it is the ending theme for the Shin Ultraman movie it, it, it does its job and it does its job pretty well I, I liked it I, I don't think I'll add it to my library uh, but I, I did like it overall and I thought it was pretty good you know one of the things we both said um, both me and Luna said about this was we enjoyed the wonderment the, the theme and thought of Space of Wonderment was really embedded into this track and that's one of the things that we actually really liked about this. And um, I, I don't know if you, yeah. you felt that way as well, but... <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I, I, I didn't notice that. I, I'm not really... I'm not, like, my critical eye isn't quite there, but uh, there, there was a bit of awe in it uh, that I felt personally. And, and, and that, that I enjoyed quite a bit which i guess would be similar to to, to wonderment uh but no yeah i, I thought like i guess i really liked it like like kishi Yonezu does have a, a gift of really capturing sometimes the incapturable if that makes any sense uh you know it's like the feeling of wonderment and awe like it's really hard to do and only really talented people can do it and I, I really think he's just one of the few greats mm. as, as much as you know sometimes I'm I'm his naysayer and, and stuff I still think he's probably the best composer working in Japan and he is very talented I will never say he's not uh, he, he is very very gifted just sometimes it doesn't work for me but yeah. but I, I think he's insanely gifted and uh, every time you, I hear him. You know, it's like, it, it's like, what, what are, what experience are we gonna? Because sometimes his, I think his music sometimes is an experience in and of itself, and, that, and I think that's a good thing. You know, but yeah, that's what you want in an artist to be perfectly honest. In my opinion, to be able to listen, to look at an artist, and be to know what you're gonna get or not knowing what you're going to get is actually the most exciting thing for me personally and we'll get to certain other artists here that i know when i looked at them i knew what i was going to get but not with kenji not same same for millet when i saw that millet was on here as much as i love millet i knew what i was going to get <laughs> so but you are right there um he's an amazing 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 artist and honestly as much as we we like to jab back and forth about our takes about him you know m87 did phenomenally well i i i'm really hoping i'm pretty sure this is going to be the last time we'll see it but if not then i'll be surprised even more regardless M87 sold the wonderful 7,793 copies here. And going on up, it is number 7, Eternal Light by Diver Diva. This is one of the subgroups here from the Love Live School Idols All-Star, Festival All-Star game. So this is actually, I believe, one of the, this is the third track, I believe, or third single that they've done. And... As our resident Love Live person here, Luna, why don't you talk to if you liked about this song or not? Or I should say, release. So, I, I thought Eternal Light by Diver Diva was interesting. 
I will say it's not my favorite Love Live song. I felt it was just kind of there. It took... Mm. I, I still don't know if I even really have an opinion on it. I mm. mean, I actually like Koyasuru Magic a little bit more than Eternal Light. And I think it had to do with the vocals and how they did vary in Eternal Light versus Koyasuru Magic was more... I don't know. It, it felt more Love Live to me than eternal light but I, I mean i thought it was a pretty solid single in general but it, to me it's still like my personal opinion it's there but as a love live one i mean it's it's decent i can see how it fits in yeah for for me this i don't i i felt like this was a bit much uh like i don't know it was <laughs> you, okay you talk, you talk about much wait till we get to number five <laughs> <laughs> no 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 i i mean it, it I, I trust me. Number five will will have its moment. Believe you me. <laughs> but uh, for for me, I was like, th- th- it was okay. I, I didn't think this was a spectacular song by any means. But I, I don't know. It's just like it didn't land the way. I, it just doesn't stick the landing for me. And, and it's like it just felt a little much. And, and I just uh, I was a little turned off by it. Mm-hmm. But. And I I didn't know when I was listening to it, this was a Love Live track. And and the current season of Love Live has had a, some pretty solid tracks overall. So maybe maybe it was just a miss this time around. Well, I for mean me, this this but... is part of the the app the app game. So oh, not okay. so much. Yeah. I mean, it is technically in the season of it, but this is a break off from the app games, which is a little bit different. But the oh, thing okay. is. You know, this is their third single, and I I understand for for it. You know, per- personally for me, I don't think Eternal Light is one of the better songs. I think Koisu Magic is much better than B side, but I think also think that a lot of anime songs, and this is this is also accused of uh, Bang Dream at at times where I think the the A side track is is less superior than the b-side track on a lot of times and diver diva specifically for eternal light is exactly that i think the b-side track koisu to magic is a phenomenal song and much more better than eternal light because i think eternal light just did not know what it wanted to be half the time because of the fact that it was trying to do bounce off idol with a little bit of electronica in it and that does not mix well at certain points, which I'm pretty sure you guys felt. I did, especially I couldn't pinpoint what it was that was throwing me off, but I know one thing the vocals threw me off in it, and it felt like they were on two, they were singing two different songs. And mm-hmm. when you bring up the composition, that makes sense because I just couldn't pinpoint why this was very meh for me. And it doesn't know what it wants to be. Why Kurosudo Magic knows what it is. Exactly what it is. Y- yeah, it just, it really felt off. Like, like I said, it just doesn't stick the landing. And, you know, you're, you're right that the composition and the vocals, they, they don't match. They're, they're a little misaligned. Uh, so it, it's just, it was a... Like I said, I don't think this is a terrible song by any means, mm. but I, I don't think it's good either. 
and it I'm I I haven't heard uh Yes, you have. <laughs> uh, I, I haven't heard uh, Diver Diva. Have I heard Diver Diva's other stuff? Yes, you have. You, okay. Yes, you have. They showed up at least once. I've I okay. recognized Diver Diva. That's why. Okay. But it's been I, it's, it's been a year. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was like, I don't remember Diver Diva specifically, but yeah, because because sometimes like you, you know that you know they'll they'll have like these subgroups. Mm. Uh, within like these bigger properties and sometimes like you'll like the bigger property but there's just like this one subgroup that you don't like uh mm. but yeah no yeah eternal light eh it was eh. yeah regardless eternal light sold the wonderful 9561 copies here and going on up to number six it is last dance knee bye bye by ballistic voice from exile tribe now, before we kind of go off the rails here, I personally really love this track. It's probably one of their best songs that I've heard in a little while. And I've been really, really liking Ballistic Boys. Not even even if we didn't do our interview with them back last year. The work that they've been putting off since then has been absolutely phenomenal. And I can't really diminish them for that. And the tonal shift that they did with this track in particularly really changed my mind about that. And if you were to ask me when Ballistic Boys debuted that I'd be liking them out of all the Exile Tribes much more comparatively, you'd be crazy. <laughs> you'd be freaking crazy. But with that, I know we have the resident Exile Tribe lover here, so why don't you take it away of how you felt about this track, Luna? <laughs> wow you're calling luna not gray oh shots fired so i missed doing that <laughs> I, I missed you guys too believe me i missed you <laughs> so i mean i'm not the resident person i don't know maybe i am now i i i mean uh last of density bye bye was so the thing I liked about it is you really do hear Ballistic Boy's vocals shine. And what Ken said with doing the interview from them, we paid a lot more. I mean, we paid attention before, but I feel like now more than ever, hearing all the their new music and what they put into it, I, li I like that they change it up, made it more vocal heavy and switched to that part. I mean, I do love their rap. I think they're phenomenal rappers. But their vocals in uh, La Studentini Bye Bye is phenomenal. And, I mean, I greatly enjoyed it for that reason. I, I'm always looking forward to seeing what they're going to do next, as I feel like they do keep taking it a notch up. And this is not my favorite song by them, by any means, but I think it's honestly a solid single in general. Just because you really hear what power they have in the group and hear that shine. Yeah, I, I was wondering if we really need to know what I thought of this. It was like, it's like it should be obvious. We know uh, you loved it. Oh, I, 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 God, man. This, this, this track, track of the week for me. Uh, like, there's one other track that we'll talk about later. There, there, okay, there's two that I really liked, but... Uh, this is by far my favorite. I love Last Dance Knee, Bye Bye. This this track is so, so good. 
and I, I heard it. I immediately added it to my library. I'm going to be dancing to this soon, very soon. I, I just absolutely love this. Th- this is what I've come to really love and appreciate about boy groups. I, lo- I love just the the vocal strength and range that these guys have and and to hear the evolution of this group is really phenomenal because you know they started off as a really heavy rap group and they they have drifted away from that and i I think they made the right decision because i thought they were excellent rappers and they still are they're very very good rappers but man they were hiding some really good vocal talent and it, it i think uh last dance need bye bye just shows that amazing range that they have they're just the great vocals they harmonize so well it is fantastic i immediately added it to my library i will be listening to this on the repeat and this, this might this this might be like one of my favorite songs of the year already I, I'm already going to tell you, like I'm going to listen to this song 92 times, bare minimum. I mean, I mean, pretty much every single episode up until then has been a wash for you because we just, we just haven't been able to remember, and because of just everything that's went on, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 been it's it's been it's been pretty much a, a wash. It's, and stuff. it's been a year. <laughs> yeah, it, it's 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 2022 has kicked my rear end. About seven times over, so yes. But yeah, you know, regardless, you know, Last Dance did did do well, and I'm very happy for that. So this week it sold a wonderful ten thousand seven hundred and sixteen copies here, and going on up to number five. As you can tell, the intrepidation in my vocals here. It is Hoho Emi no Kuni by Festive. Now, you know, it's been a while since I've heard anything from Festive. This is they they rebranded a while back, and this 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 is not it. If if you were to tell me anything about everything that I think does not match well with a female idol group. This is it. Right here. Yeah, uh, 100% that. So I have things to say about this. Lots of things. Uh, so. We don't have words to say about this. Hoho Emi no Kuni was a train wreck. I, as soon as I heard it, I was hoping it would be over because it was way too hyper for me to handle. I was just like, what is this? This is all over the place. This is here and, you and know, there and lots of energy that I cannot handle right now. I, I know specifically for this track, this would have been a little bit too much for all three of us. Because by the time we're listening to this track, it's first thing in the freaking morning. It wasn't first thing in the morning for, most for part. me. This was for after most work and my brain was already mush. This took that mush and <laughs> spun it around in a washing machine. <laughs> It was like if you put a brain in a washing machine and it melts, that's how I felt after this. I'm just like, well then, I cannot handle this. I just drained all my energy and this comes on. This did not energize me. It just made it worse. I will say that even though 
Hoho Emino Kuni was uh, I actually I didn't favorite any of these by any means. Still not my thing. But Natsuriya Senitsu and Boku no Name were way more chill. Like they still had abundance of energy, but they toned it down. It wasn't all over the place. And I was like, if they could do something more toned down, I could handle that. But Hoho Emi no Kuni and Treasure Hunter were shoot me now. What is this? This is Oh my god, I'm just shivering thinking about it. Sorry. It was just way too high energy for me. I just don't even know when the right time of day to listen to a track like this would be. Never. There, there, there is no time of day in which this, this track is appropriate. Unless you're at a I, rave, then maybe. No, I think I know when. I think I know when you could listen to the song when you're running from the goddamn Grim Reaper. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and you need something to pump you up, and you're in there just going, more, 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 more. And just like, I can't. Or trying to get oh, up. Like, you can't wake yeah. up. This track will wake you up. Oh, this, this song would be a perfect alarm clock because you want to throw your phone all, all the way across the room to make it stop. I know. I know. Yes. Perfect. Uh, it, it, uh, yeah, this, this as you, if you could not tell, I, I am in line with my other co-hosts on this one. I, I do not like this. And I, I typically like the production company that Festive is a part of. But I, uh, Ho Emi no Kuni is awful. I, I did not like it. I, I think this is probably the worst song of the week. I think you two might disagree with me on that one. But I, I, I do think this song is hot trash I, I did not like it at all and i don't i don't feel festive anymore after listening to this <laughs> <laughs> it's it's too festive if that if that's a word if that's too a festive way times if 10. phrase you could yeah i mean i mean the only time that festive is a word that i would say too festive <laughs> is listening to christmas music in july but you know that's a whole other <laughs> thing that, that's a whole other thing but but I, yeah i just i was not feeling it not not, you know, not this one. I think personally Boku no Namai is actually one of the more better songs on this this release. No, I agree. Boku no Namai and Natsuriya Senritsu were actually okay. Yeah, because they toned it down. Yes, a a that's lot, what but... they needed to do. If one of those tracks were the lead one instead of Hohami no Kuni... I would take that any day. I would have been like, this isn't bad. I mean, not my favorite, but it's a, this it, is it, It's decent. forgettable. It, it's better to be forgettable than to be despised. I, I agree. Think. Yes, I agree. <laughs> the other two were forgettable. However, they at least were not in your face that make you cringe. I mean, Atsuri Senitsu, you know, had a nice summer feel. Boku no Name was a lot more toned down and you could actually hear their vocals. I'm like, that. yeah, this is like not bad. But, but Hohemi no Kuni, no. <laughs> Regardless, Hohemi no Kuni sold a wonderful 10,993 copies here. And going on up, it is number five here. And it is Pajama Party by... By Genki Iwahashi. Now you know I love Genki Iwahashi, and I and I really like the energy that he's trying to do here. You know, this is his second 
single release after My Lonely Xmas. And if you don't know, you know, he is a former member of of King and Prince. So he left her due to uh, medical reasons and, you know, he decided that, you know, he feels in a better place now that he returned to music. I and I appreciate that. However, I really appreciate it if he joined back with King and Prince a, a bit more, but here we are. How did we feel about Pajama Party here? You know, as a spin-off, uh, well, I don't even know if I want to call it the spin-off, <laughs> but as a uh, horseshoe here from King and Prince and boy groups overall, let's start with you, Gray. So, I, I like this track. I, I didn't love it. I didn't add it to my library. Mm. I, I'm not going to die on a hill for this track trying to defend it. But I, I liked it. I, I liked it. I, I, I thought it was fun. I thought it was cute. I, I liked Genki uh, Iwahashi's vocals in it. I thought they were really good. It's a little creepy. I, I will go ahead and tell you that, too. It, it's just a little creepy because he comes across in a kind of weird way in the track. And it just... It, it, there's some parts of it that don't work. But vocally, I think it's perfectly fine and i, I, I did think, i i, I, th- I like this track i think but... the themes of this song in particularly is literally we're just too old for this at this point <laughs> that's, that's also true that, that is very true pajama it's like, like... parties you know with the pillow fights you know a little slumber party well hold on hold on that's um such a mistake <laughs> <laughs> when, when a yeah. girl when a woman says it it's a little bit much more flattering than if a yes. guy were to sing it about yeah, yes yes <laughs> yeah yeah ken's 100 percent right on that one so but yeah i, I like this like i said I, I liked it you know i didn't add it to my library i, I don't know if i will or not I, I did like his vocals but i i like i said i thought it was cute I, and i i think it works uh but other than that it, it's a pretty i liked it and that, I'll just leave it at that. What did you think, Lena? So for me, it felt very forgettable. I just, I could not get into it at all. And I was ready for it to be over. I'm sorry. I really enjoyed my Lonely Xmas. And I thought that was a fantastic song. So I was actually looking forward to seeing what else he would do. But Pajama Party fell way too short for me. I just... It, it took a lot for me to get through the song, and I kept looking, is it over? Is it over? Is it over? Oh my god, is it over? I thought My yep. Fairies was a better track. Yeah. You know, the thing, the thing is, with, with, with particularly Iwashi here, is I don't I think that his vocals just, just does not match this particular composition for no. Pajama Party. It doesn't at Cause, all. Because he's a he, he's a fantastic vocalist. And I'm not gonna get on his part, but he just seems it seems a little bit too docile. Yeah, it it was way it just his vocals really did not fit at all with the composition. It felt very out of place, and I I just couldn't get into it for that reason. I'm just like this doesn't seem right, and I just can't I just can't get down with this. But, you know, regardless, Pajamas Party, 
sold a wonderful 22,059 copies here. And going on up to number three of this freestyle by the good old token Rabu Danchi boys here. And particularly the formation of Padilla Soul. And as our, I guess, resident, you know, token Rambu person here, what did you think about this release, Gray? Yeah, no, I I thought this is okay. I, I didn't wind up adding this to my library, and so I, I wasn't the biggest fan of Freestyle, mm. but it, it was okay. I, I did get to hear a little bit of some of the B-tracks, and I thought they were a bit better, mm. but... Uh, the, the leading track I thought it was okay they, they have other stuff they've done other stuff that I like a lot more than this but you, you know this is a, the thing that I really do like about Token Ramandachi is they've been mixing it up a bit lately they've been experimenting a bit and, and so I think Freestyle kind of falls into that a bit they're, they're kind of playing around a little bit with you know what they're doing and to some extent it works I just like I, I just think they have better work, and and this track overall I think is okay. I think it's going to wind up being a bit forgettable in the long run. Like like in a couple of weeks, I'm probably going to forget this track exists, and I think I think that's really the biggest problem for me personally. Is it's just a, it's a little forgettable. They they did try to mix it up a bit. They're doing something a little different, but I don't think the formula quite worked out and so you really wind up with a decent track but i think in the long run it's going to be forgettable so it's all right but they have they have other stuff that i think is vastly better so so for me i I do feel similar with freestyle as the leading track it it wasn't their best one there's ones i like better however the other tracks on freestyle ep because it had a total of six there were some interesting ones and i loved the variety they had like yellow sack spider was so interesting because the vocals were extremely deep and i was like wow this is very unique my favorite was in the groove which was uh suma uh surumaru kuninaga and that had this r&b soul feel his vocals were phenomenal and this is the one thing I did really love about Token Ramudanchi is the variety they showed on freestyles. There's just so many interesting tracks and each different from the next. Yeah, that's one thing that I have to agree with you there, Luna, is that the fact that they have so much variety with the releases, specifically now that we are able to get to hear that, is so freeing. And I really, really like that. And while freestyle might not be the song of my choice, it really showed up for the other songs to take its place here. But regardless, Freestyle sold the wonderful 73,109 copies here. And going on up to number two, it is Anoko Complex by Equal Love. Now, I know all three of us really like Equal Love in particular. Am I wrong to assume that? I'm pretty sure all three of us did like Equal Love. Yes. As a group, as a whole. Oh, yeah. I love you yes. a Yeah. Yeah. They, they're very consistent and tend to be very good. 
Yeah, so what do we think of Anoko Complex as a whole? Let's start with you, Luna. I enjoyed Anoko Complex as a whole. I mean, with equal love, you know, you're going to get something solid and consistent. And yes, I do feel like it is your run-of-the-mill idol track, but in a good way. Because they always deliver good vocals, good composition, and it's something that you always expect from them. And I honestly think they're... I mean, the whole single is phenomenal. I I enjoyed every track. Did I hit the plus sign? Maybe not. But it, it's, I mean, it's the best of the best for Idlewise. I think out of all the Idol groups, they're probably my favorite to listen to because they're just constantly releasing solid tracks. Or consistently. It That's what I mean. Consistently releasing very good singles. This so this was the other track I wound up adding to my library. I I loved this track. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, Aniko Complex works. It is really good and it, it's really catchy. Uh, I think the girls do a wonderful job. And it goes back to what I said earlier. They're very consistent. Like one of the things that I really like about Equal Love is you know usually when they come up like you know it's really exciting to see and hear I it's, I one of the few idol groups I really look forward to hearing what they do next and they rarely disappoint they're very very consistent and I, I think they do really good work and Anako Complex is just another great song to add to their growing list of tracks and I, I did I, I liked it a lot I I added the whole sing- single to my library. I hadn't had a chance to listen to the B tracks, but I'm very eager to get to those because like I said, Equals Love is really good. And I've added, a, I, they're, they're, I routinely add them to my library. So I should actually probably listen to them a bit more than what I actually wind up doing, do more often than not. But I, I do think they're fantastic. And uh, the Anika Complex is really good yeah you know this is what you get when you have someone who actually been in the industry and knows what one the world they're doing and what works and what doesn't work with Sasha Adorino here and you know ever since she really took on this project I've been loving what Equal Loves does and Anako Complex while you know it's not anything original it it's the kind of idol music that you can sit down and you kind of just turn your brain off and kind of can enjoy with it's that kind of releases and you know a lot of equal love and not equal love their their sister group for that matter has tracks that you know while you'll know what to expect for the most part it's really solid idol style of music that while might sound boring to some people is really solid overall and you'll know what to get so Regardless, this single sold wonderfully well at 147,620 copies here. And going on up to number one here, it would be Area Koi o Suruda and Haragensho by Heisei Jump. Now, it's been a while for us to listen to Heisei Jump, but you know, I know that for Johnny's Wise, they, they're actually one of the more longer running groups at this point that is consistent with their stuff. So what did you think about this release here, Luna? So I actually didn't think it was bad. And I know for me, 
sometimes I'm a little bit, I guess you could say, hit or miss on on Heisei Jump. But, I mean, I enjoyed Area and Koisurunda from what I could hear of that one. I know that one we mainly, I heard snippets of. And, I mean, I thought their vocals were good. I thought, you know, the compositions were solid. And it made me remember why I did enjoy their music. I will say I'm not going to go out and buy the single by any means, but it was a fun track and I, I always forget about them, to be honest. Yeah, Hasty Jump, I I, I really love, typically I really like, and for a while there, you know, I would forget I like Heisei Jump, and then they would show up at the Kohaku and do like this amazing track, and I'd be like, oh yeah, Heisei Jump is great, it's fantastic, uh, and, and stuff, but you know, like over the years, I've really, you know, committed them to memory, and I always look forward to seeing them, and you know, sometimes they have tracks that really work, and sometimes they they do have some tracks that miss for me, and they they don't work that, that well. Uh, for this release, I, I will say I I wasn't the biggest fan of Area. It I don't think it's bad, but it's it's a I, to me it just doesn't feel like Heisei Jump. It feels like Heisei Jump trying to be something else. Uh, but the other two tracks. Particularly, uh, Koi Sulunda is fantastic. I, I absolutely adore uh, Koi Sulunda. Th- that track is amazing. It's it's so good. I, I'm I, I mean I, I'm tight on funds, but I, I'm really close to picking this one up uh, because of how much I love that track. Uh, the uh, the one the one criticism I, I kind of have with this track on YouTube, they have it, they have it, but it's uh it's it's got sound effects in it and, and it like a like crowd sound effects in it and it, it kind of really detracts a little bit from this wonderful track. Overall. No, it's tied to the it's tied to the movie that it's a part of or the drama yes. that it's a part of. Yeah, not but, so but, much that sound crowd sound effects. It's tied to yes. because it's it's relating to what's happening in the drama. Oh yeah, but I mean it's on the official music video, and that's that, that that's where my criticism kind of comes in because I'd like to hear the song crowd, without that. But, but it says if, with crowd effects. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the only version of it on on uh, on YouTube. So, but uh, no, I, I did. I, I love I love this track. Overall, and and you know, Hasty Jump does does good work. I I think they're fantastic. Like I, said, I think Area is a bit of a miss, but uh, uh, I really loved uh, Koi Surunda. The other, the third track, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, not nearly as good as uh, Koi uh, uh, Koi O Surunda. So, uh, uh, Haru Gensho. Haru Gensho. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Haru Gensho, I did like that too. I, th- I thought it was really good. Uh, it was cute. Not as it had good, like a but... super cutesy feel to it. I did like that yeah. all three tracks were different, where Aria was more upbeat. Koisuru Unda, you got a beautiful ballad. And then with Haru Gensho, you have more of one of those cutesy poppy songs. So it was, I feel like, a very, how do you say, versatile single, you know, with the types of styles they did. Yeah, they do show their range with this release, and 
you, you know, like as area is a bit more of like their pop and lock stuff, and I, I, I dancey, dancey style. Yeah, I, 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 and every time like they they've done like a dance heavy track, I, I, I for me it just hasn't worked for them, and I don't, and I don't know if it's their take, like like I don't know if they just have like bad takes on it, or if they're just it's not their speciality. Or maybe they're just, I'm not seeing them in the light that I need to see them in in order for me to like it. It's, it's one of those like weird, like I said, you know, two out of three ain't bad. And, and, and you know, Area is not a terrible song by any means. I don't think it's bad, mm. but it's just not, it's just not good. It's, it's just, it's all right. I think it would be a good way to put it, but yeah, I, I liked it overall. So, you know, the thing is with this, I mean, what quite certain down when you say uh, with sound effects, um, it's not the entire song, too. Um, it's only at certain parts here. Um, that's one of the things there. And I don't, it's not overbearing. It's it, it's annoying at times, but Johnny's is gonna Johnny's. <laughs> that is true. Johnny is going to Johnny. They're, they're, they probably knew that this particular song is probably going to be the one that everyone is going to see. And they want to try to tie it in with the drama as much as they freaking possibly wanted to, and which is the reason why they did that. So, I know, I know about you know it is the official one, but it's it's going to be the one that's going to be tied with the drama, and you're not going to change that at all. Uh, Johnny's just going to do it its own special way. And think about this: if we were to do this two years ago, we probably wouldn't have had this. N- not at all not not at all so it is nice that we're actually you know I- i'm so happy j storm's actually putting th- their you know music videos up johnny's and stuff yeah. Jo- j- 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 Johnny's. yeah yeah you're thank you for the correction because uh yeah it is johnny's but yeah i'm glad i'm glad johnny's is adding their their stuff so it, it yeah. makes it a lot easier Overall, you know, Coy Student Dot, you know, like I've agreed with my compatriots here, it is probably the best song of their release here. And, you know, as much as I love Harugen Show and Area, Harugen Show is. It's alright, but I think the appeal of Koyo Sudina is much more. The vocals are on point here with this release overall, so. There's that. But regardless, you know, it sold very well. Even without any help here, it sold two hundred and twenty-eight thousand eight hundred and forty copies here. And quickly, kind of, let's go to the albums here. I kind of wanted to see about this. Um, so we got Mr. Children, the releases of their of their best best ofs here at seven and eight. We got Nessie with Hocus Pocus three at number five. Yay! Ooh, break the crosswalls too by Man with a Mission here, and Jl One Jl One with Kizuna at number one here. But yeah, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this wonderful episode of Ungaku to You. It's happy that all three of us is here, but next week we're gonna lose someone. So <laughs> I'm sorry, Jurassic Park is calling me. I mean, I get to see Jurassic Park almost every other day now at this point. So. <laughs> Like they take, they do the filming here. That's why. So they had to close a freaking freeway or uh, one of our highways because of that movie. <laughs> that was that was a day to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I haven't seen any of the of the Jurassic World movies. Yeah, it's 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 
it's all right. This is this is the <laughs> one where we're gonna dig out all the old timers. I just want, I just want you know someone to dress up as a raptor, and say, Alan, I just need that. I need that in my life. <laughs> but regardless, you can find us on all social media platforms at Ongakadu. You can follow the website where we talk about the Japanese music industry at Ongakadu.com. Also, check out our lovely interview with the wonderful Vicky Blanca on our site as well. You can follow our affiliates, Koryu Hunter, who is a retro streamer. You can follow him at twitch.tv slash Hunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also follow TimberTaff at twitch.tv slash TimberTaff. He's doing all the wonderful things there. You can follow your sister Luna at LunaMarie87 here at twitch.tv Oh, no. I'm, like, saying off things because I'm just trailing off here. (laughs) I'm saying you. You can follow your sister, Rose, at twitch.tv slash rainstarkitty, R-A-I-N-S-C-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. It was mostly because I was paying attention for a certain other thing for Fangirl Has No Name, who is another affiliate of ours. And I found the book that she wrote. Hold on while I, I bring it up here to pimp it out. It is... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here. The book is called A Sweet Nothing. So go look that up in your romance aisle there. I I would highly recommend that because I want that book to get onto the New York bestseller. And if it does, I made a bet with Fangirl that I am going to do the audible book of this. The audible audio book for this release. So please get it to New York Times bestseller so I can do that. But you can follow us at twitch.tv slash fangirlhasnoname, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also check out the podcast where me, Kyo, Fangirl, and Timber get together and talk about the gaming industry called Podasaurus. This past week's episode, we have a lovely special guest with Alabama Tofu, another friend of Kyo's, and we talked about all sorts of manners of things. We talked about wrestling. We also talked about Kyo's podcast roundup that he did. He was in two other episodes of other podcasts there, so we talked about that. We also talked about Haunting Ground and Death Stranding. So if you want to check that out, look up Cody Hunter on all podcast streaming services. You can follow me on Twitter at OTYKim where I talk about Bang Dream, Aina Aibo, Roboco, Herobo, and all the wonderful things there. Where can we find you, Luna? You can find me on several of the social media platforms, such as Twitter, Letterboxd, my anime list, Anime Planet, as Luna Maria87, L U N A M A R I A87. And on my Instagram is Nerdy Collector Luna, where I talk about what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, what I've purchased, and my very, very monstrous cats. And where can we find you, Gray? You can find me on Twitter on Gaku Gray. It's I will be honest, it's been it's been a while since I've tweeted there, but I'm hopefully looking to get back into it soon. So uh, if you're interested in what I'm up to, follow me there and look out. Uh, hopefully, I'll be tweeting something within the next few days. But yeah, I want to say thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Ungaku Do You. I'm your host Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. We will catch you later. Jamatane.
And thank you guys for tuning in. It's glad to be back, and I will be back next week. Bye-bye.